Thanks for listening to For Crying Out Loud on Podcast One. Hey guys, uh, it's me, Stephanie. We have a fabulous guest co-host coming up today. We're going to talk about dating and comedians and all sorts of fun stuff. But first, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO. Dot com. Get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And now on with the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jillian with Court Junkie. Court Junkie is a true crime podcast that covers court cases and criminal trials using audio clips and interviews with people close to the cases. Court Junkie is available on Apple Podcasts and podcastone.com. Welcome to For Crying Out Loud. You're hearing my voice, Stephanie, and you're probably a little bit surprised, confused. Lynette usually opens the show. But Lynette, uh, by popular demand, is in Florida. (laughs) And with me today is my friend and co-host of Board AF, Miss Cecily Nobler. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm very nervous. (laughs) Really? I was gonna just right off the yes. I told you I I didn't I couldn't sleep last night. What? Because this is a big show, and I'm I, and I know there's a lot of Lynette lovers, and she's gonna be back. You guys, I'm gonna do my best. She's not coming back. This is weird. she's kidding. She's this kidding. is the time that I <laughs> would normally just mm. ha ha do funny stuff and you know talk about life, but Lynette's done. No, she's she's, <laughs> she's kidding. She's coming back and I'm just – She's so done with the show. No, hey. Kaylin, <laughs> <laughs> oh. what's the real Hi. story? I'm sorry. The, where's Lynette? Yeah. She's in Florida, probably getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so- Kelly Dodd from Real Housewives of Orange County and we're going to talk about Real Housewives of Orange County later, but she got COVID. Kelly Dodd's <gasps> mother got COVID. Of course. Of course she did. Right. Probably by design. <laughs> Probably just to like for some weird political statement. Right. It's weird that, well, Trump got COVID and mm-hmm. Trump's kids got COVID. All of no, them? No. Don Jr. Don Jr. got COVID and then Kelly Dodd didn't get COVID, but mm-hmm. her mom got COVID. I don't know what the. You're trying to make some kind of like beautiful statement about it. <laughs> I've got like an, a, a beautiful mind chart up on the wall. I'm <laughs> she like does. doing the math and yeah. I'm like, this is the ground zero. This person <laughs> making connections. Kaylin. <laughs> How Hi. was your vacation? Uh, it was very relaxing. I went up to Big Bear with my girlfriend and my two a daughters. Lo- a lot of people want to know, did you have to get snow tires? No. <laughs> I didn't get <laughs> I snow don't tires. Know. No. You said no, you were going to need them. But remember, I was like, do do people still put chains on their tires? How does that work? Um, so it, no, was it snowing? It was not snowing. Oh. There was a little snow, but certainly not a, not what you'd need uh, chains for. I have had to put chains on my car when I go up snowboarding, but her car has the all-wheel drive. So, I mean, we, 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 wouldn't, we wouldn't have needed them either way. So all-wheel drive, 
is, but couldn't you have all-wheel drive car but tires that are not all-wheel? <laughs> I love when car pe- when non-car people talk about cars. Right. Like, like so this is like a stick. This is third <laughs> third wheel zone. What? <laughs> what is all-wheel tires? What does that mean? I don't know. I just... <laughs> I just know you don't need uh, chains for many tire for many okay. modern cars these but days. But probably my Toyota Highlander. Probably I'd need. Look, I don't know, Cecily. Are you like me? Mm. I get so nervous about driving anywhere besides like my neighborhood. A hundred percent. I'm like, oh, there's this is a steep incline. Mm-hmm. I get really scared if I have to drive up somebody's driveway and it's a little bit steep. I'm like, what if I start rolling backwards? Like, of course, you would be a crazy person if you didn't feel that way. I'd worry about you if you didn't feel that way. What? It's not even like I put the car in neutral to drive up a hill. Whereas, but you know, I feel like, oh, the brakes aren't going to be good enough. Like as soon as I take my foot off the gas. It's just mm-hmm. going to start rolling back. Why? It never does, but I always feel like it will. Because it's that's a that's not like one of those things where you have like a fear of mustard. You know, people <laughs> have those phobias of like I can't I catch up. Your fear is a real thing. That's something that you're yeah. just being a sound. But people live in San Francisco seemingly without issue. I think they roll down the hills all the time. We just don't hear about it, and they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. But I think they're just constantly just cars going backwards. I feel like they're must, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people that listen in San Francisco. Tell but if Stephanie you know. live in San Francisco, please write it. <laughs> please go on the For Crying Out Loud Facebook group and tell us either yes, A, mm-hmm. I rolled down a hill. <laughs> Backwards. Or B, I don't drive up hills because I'm scared I will roll down a hill. Or C, you're not scared anymore. Like you've done it so much right. that you conquered right. that. Years ago, before I bought a house in Encino, John and I were, were looking for houses and – we went to some neighborhoods that were kind of on the right. I don't know what you'd call it, like up and coming, up and coming mm-hmm. neighborhoods like Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. But you know the area that's um, sort of East Hollywood, but it's not quite Silver Lake, but it's kind of Silver Lake adjacent where people were starting to move, like Echo Park, kind of. But north, but north of that, like north mm-hmm. of Hollywood Boulevard. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> we had some friends that lived there. And we went to a party at their house one time and had to park. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, we're out. We're done. We're never going to live here. And you here. just la- – and that was, oh, you – No, oh, but I mean we were it. like I would never live here. Yeah. I can't – it's – there's too many hills. Yeah. Like I can't – I get it. You're fine. <laughs> Even if you have a garage, like how are you going to be trying to drive up a hill all the time? And so especially when the roads are narrow mm-hmm. and then you have to pull over to the side to let somebody pass you and then I get really scared I'm going to go backwards and hit a parked car. And it happens. There was a time – I mean this is kind of – remember in Beverly Hills for a while, there were all these cars. There were little hills. So I guess it was like the very north – I guess – I don't know. There were all these cars rolling backwards and just crashing into trash cans. Like it happened – it made the news for a while. Like there was – I don't know how to explain <laughs> Okay. I'm not doing a great job with this particular story. But it was a thing that made the – maybe someone can remember this. It was like garbage men kept rolling down hills. And it kept happening. So something – I don't know. But I don't think this is just a conspiracy theory. I think <laughs> no, this is real. It was real. That's what I'm saying is you don't need to feel – you don't need to be embarrassed. I heard about it from Rudy Giuliani. So I know that that was – I want to talk about just from the hair – I want to talk about the hair dye at some point. OK. Let's say hi to our listeners. Now, listen. Listen, listeners. Mm-hmm. Cecily, some of you guys have already heard Board AF. 
So you already know the amazing rapport that mm-hmm. Cecily and I have and that on Board AF we have shout outs mm-hmm. and we usually do some kind of like voice like we do an accent or we do – new- but we're not – but here's the beauty. Cecily's going to be so relieved. We don't do that here. Yay. Then why do we do it on Board AF? <laughs> why do you make us do it? I didn't make us do it. <laughs> we somehow decided that we were so bad at accents that that would be funny. Mm-hmm. And then people joined up at the $10 level to hear our accents and then we got – it was like we were backed into a corner. Then we mm-hmm. had to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK. But so here you don't do that. Okay, no. Good. No. So here we just say hi to our people. We go, hey. We go – but sometimes we try to roast them a little bit. OK. I can't do that. I'll, I'll follow you we'll on see this. If you could, like we go, hey, Carrie Berry. She's so very bitchy. Hey. <laughs> I love you, Carrie Berry. I'm just going to come up behind you on each one and okay. fix it. Okay. All right, Valerie Fenwick, she's uh, – her name sounds like Fenway Park. Don't listen to them. <laughs> okay. Kelly Luther Vandress. I like that. Okay. Hero Yamashita. He's a great guy. Oh, well, now you tried to trick me. Yeah, I did. Okay. Krista Stroop, get the strap. I know you. Gabby Fonseca and Missy Schaefer, those two troublemakers are up to no good. Mm-hmm. Liz Elsasser, she's sassy. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Stephanie Stinker Rinker. See, I'm like HR. I'm like, don't call someone Stinker. That hurts hurtful. <laughs> Stephanie, are you okay? You can reach out to me. I know Ijan. Ijan <laughs> Vajape. He's cute. You don't do something like Ijan Vajape me my money. No? Good one. Okay. Ijan, she's kidding. You don't owe anybody any money. <laughs> Rebecca Lubin. Now, Rebecca Lubin, you don't know her, but she's so cute. You just want to put her in your pocket. Hi. So cute. Um, mm. Kelly Brandt, she's like your aunt. She's got Tic Tacs mm-hmm. in her purse. Not the orange ones because those are gross. Like green Tic Tacs. Mm, we're different that way. Go on. <laughs> uh, Randy Mae Ames. You may know her mm-hmm. names. Uh, <laughs> Angie Saldivar. Now, Angie's a personal friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We go way back. Hi, Angie. Hi. Michelle McKibben. What's up, Michelle? She could take a ribbon. That's nice. That's fair. Amy Cunt. Oh, my <laughs> God. What kind of show is this? <laughs> that was shocking. Erin uh, Aaron Land. Ho. <laughs> Alicia Escalante. Mm, okay. That's a good name. Now, you're going to know what I'm talking about because Cecily <laughs> has a background in radio, but at Alicia Escalante reminds me of like Boomer. Remember these DJs from like Power 106? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you mean like Steve and the Mailman? Yeah. You mean like that? <laughs> yeah, but the ones that were always like, we're going down to Escondido for a. <laughs> it's Richard Blade. Richard we're- Blade. We're giving out condoms and bumper stickers out where the 405 meets the 707. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, Leslie Wyckoff. Sarah Stefano. These are good names. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. All right. So Cecily um, has a background in radio. Mm -hmm. I want to hear – Cecily and I know each other from not the 80s, the 90s. No. Late 90s, yes. Late 90s. Yes. Mid mid to late 90s. I'm trying to make myself younger, so I always like mess with time. I'm like, we met – okay. We met <laughs> we met when we were 30, in so it was five years ago. It, yeah. The- it was the late – can I say how who we met through, our friend? Sure, yeah. So I was – we were comedians. Both Stephanie and I were 
doing – I had just started doing stand-up and Stephanie had been doing it for very short – I don't want to say a long time because like I don't want to make you older. Right. But just a little bit longer. Like nine months. It's like, do- it's like dogs at the pound. They're like, just try to shave a few years off of Wait, me. She's a senior comedian. No, she's a puppy. She just started doing stand-up. Do you remember that I joke? I just started now. Do you remember the joke we – I'm sorry to get us off already, but do you remember the joke we used to have about pup, pound puppies where they would say, they would try to find a nice way to say everything? They were like, he's a cutie patootie, half chihuahua and half teddy bear. Now, he doesn't like people who have slightly darker skin, but we – like it would just be like – you'd be like, What? doesn't like people, but they'd find a way to make it so cute. Right. You're like, right. uh, wait, so he's super racist? And yeah. I mean, he will bite, but the bite is a love bite. <laughs> you know? Remember? Yes, yes. He can't tolerate any sort of loud sounds. And so don't <laughs> yeah. play your car stereo when he's in the car. He could run you off the road, but he's so cute. Uh, and then it's always like, he loves to snuggle. He loves it. He's a, just a snuggle puppy. Part beagle, part some kind of terrier. And like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Just say it. It's cool. Like, we're cool. Right. Okay. So we were doing – so we were both doing stand-up. Right. I was dating a, a comic that you are, were good friends with at the time, Brian? Yes, Brian Dunkelman. Brian Dunkelman. Who I and- played poker. I was very good friends with Brian because mm-hmm. I'd been playing poker with him for a few years. That's right. You were part of the cool group. There was like kind of a cool – and believe it or not, Brian Dunkelman was part of a cool group. I know. It doesn't make sense now. <laughs> I mean, he's we like we are still friends with him today, but he, uh, yeah, and so he was like obsessed with you when we were dating. I was a little bit kind of you know like, all right, I get it. She's really funny and cool, and he was like, no, you guys have to meet. You're gonna be friends. This is a connect. I'm making this connection, and he was right. Yeah, so we we went to lunch. You mm-hmm. remember that? It was like part a lo- better. we were set up. We were set up on a friendship date. Oh, okay. You don't remember? I don't do those anymore. But <laughs> of course not. Well, not now. But yeah, no. Yeah, no. I think. And then we started hanging out at like I want to say Luna Park, different comedy clubs, comedy we, clubs, the Improv. But we would go to Birds, like the most random. Yes. Yes. And with Tig with Tig and you, Bonnie, me, Tig, mm-hmm. Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like we were. So much cooler back then. <laughs> I have a great picture of all of us, of you, me, Tig, and Chelsea, just this random at the improv one night. And then I just feel oh. sad when I look at it because I'm just like, oh, everybody in this picture made it except me. Huh. Okay. I didn't. Yes, you did. Look, you're here now. You're here I'm now. Not Tig. I didn't like create 10 mm-hmm. shows. I just mm-hmm. That just reminded me of some story that I was going to tell you. Oh, <laughs> about poker, about the last time I played poker. So every once in a while I still get not, – not now during COVID, mm-hmm. but I would get invited by – so remember Zoe Friedman? Of course. OK. So Zoe Friedman, who is the daughter of Bud Friedman, mm-hmm. who owned the improvs right. back in the day. He was very, very famous. And he wore a monocle. He was kind of known for having a monocle, which is weird. Right. For no reason. For no reason. He was like the Mr. Peanut guy mm-hmm. and he would – his whole thing, the joke everybody made was that he would go, clear the aisles, clear <laughs> yes! the aisles. Yes! He would like police the aisle in the comedy club for no reason. He didn't book it. He he wasn't the sh- the club manager. He didn't – he wasn't bartending. Well, he probably he paid the insurance. You know what I mean? Maybe it was right. like an insurance thing. I think he liked to be there and he mm-hmm. loved having a little bit of power. Yeah, for sure. So he liked to just say – and he it's like he got that phrase in his head like, oh, I'll tell people to clear the aisles and then I'll be the clear the aisles guy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
Zoe was his daughter and my – since my father had been a stand-up way back in the day, Bud liked me for that reason. Mm-hmm. And then Zoe and I were, were were friendly. And then her husband also plays poker, this guy named Steve. Anyway, so the last couple years, every once in a while or for her husband's birthday, she'll have a poker game. Mm-hmm. So the last few, Bud was there. And then <sighs> – so Naomi Odenkirk mm-hmm. – so maybe I did tell you this. So Bob Odenkirk and his wife Naomi. Mm-hmm. So I was friends with Naomi way back in the day just from poker. So he – they both showed up to poker and is this – I don't know if this is like dishing. But it was just really funny because Bob was so distant. Mm. Like did I – I told uh, you No, that, you right? never told me this. Although wasn't he – isn't he always kind of that way? Yeah, he was just very like aloof. Yeah. And I didn't know – I don't want to say he was high. I think he's he just in not, his head. Yeah, I really He was really do. in his head. Yeah. So he would be sitting there at the poker table. He'd play a few hands mm-hmm. of poker. But then he'd like wander off to go like <laughs> look through the jazz albums that they had. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it was the like jazz. he couldn't have been less funny or mm. interested in being part of any conversations. And listen, these are not famous people anymore that are playing poker, but really funny. Yes. It was a great group. Me, Stanley Ullman. I'm Aww. sure Brian. Ryan Dunkelman was there. Avi? Was Avi still no, going? not Avi. <laughs> but like people, regular people, but being really funny. Yes. And Bob couldn't give it up for anybody or any joke. You think he was like too cool for the room? Oh, he was being way too cool for the room. More so than David Cross, his partner. Well, David, are they are they still friends, do you think? I don't know. I asked that. A friend of mine knows Bob pretty well, actually. And I recently – I think they are friendly. I don't think there's an issue because they remade Mr. Show just, what, two years ago? They did a reboot, which was great, by the way. I went to one of the – I'm a huge fan, even though we're just ta- – I mean I don't know them, but I'm a big fan and I went to the Mr. Show taping. Um, and they – I mean they seemed to have good chemistry still. I don't know. They were always very different. From what I understand, like they're just – Bob is very kind of uptight and like on time. <laughs> you know, like he's just <laughs> kind of – One of those I know. People. One of those guys who's just like, let's actually do the work. <laughs> right, right, And I right. think David was a little bit more just whatevs. And so I think they would sometimes right. butt heads that way. Remind me because I want to I wanna talk about that. I heard David Cross on an interview mm-hmm. on the Daily Beast podcast, The Last Laugh. Mm-hmm talking about how he writes comedy. So remind me of that, but we're going to do an ad, take an ad break. Okay. Excuse me. Create Joy. I'm excited about this. This is a new sponsor for us. Here's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's something that is extremely timely. It's a subscription box, but you can – It's there's all different subscriptions. So you can get a subscription box for – Whatever the heck you want. You want to send somebody a subscription box for with like dog stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to do one like for wine. You want to do like for, you know, women, men, kids, special people in your life. You could do one um, for like, I don't know, a, a budding mixologist. That's so cute. On your list. Uh, I love this. Families, moms. Get people stuff that they're going to like, mm-hmm. you know, and subscription boxes are always a big hit. Oh, that's my favorite thing, by the way. Hint, hint. Yeah. You can sign up. uh, Go to CreateJoy.com and then just look around. Look around at all the different cool stuff you can get. I like that. And hello, the holidays are coming up. And you know, some people are so hard to shop for that it almost makes you angry with Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. It's like, how dare you? (laughs) 
How dare you be picky or like certain things? Well, now you don't have to let that stand in your way. Get them something they're really going to love and that they're going to have the joy of opening and being surprised by all the cool stuff that's in there. And if you're looking to give the perfect gift or treat yourself, you can shop thousands of subscription boxes in one place and get 30% off your first box when you sign up at CrateJoy.com slash FCOL. Sign up today at CrateJoy.com slash FCOL to get 30% off your first box and early access to all CrateJoy's holiday specials. CrateJoy, get joy delivered right to your door. Also, StoryWorth. Cecily, have you ever used StoryWorth? I have not. Or given it to somebody? This might be a good gift for your dad. I have used StoryWorth. I I gave it to um, a relative, Mm -hmm. my brother actually. And here's what's so cool about it. You know those people that you have in your life that have a lot of great stories? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a way that they can get – they can get story prompts and they can tell their stories. They can either record it. Right, or they can write it down, and Storyworth will put it together. First of all, they'll give you prompts like um, questions about their memories or their personal thoughts. Every week, they email the family member that you get it for different story prompts, you know, like questions you would never even think to ask, like, how has your life turned out differently than you imagined it would? Or have you ever pulled any great pranks? I love right? this. I know. And then, um, and so then you can like read their stories and stuff. But after a year, StoryWorth will compile all their stories, including pictures, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. That is lovely. I know. So give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to StoryWorth.com slash FCOL. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash FCOL for $10 off. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's COVID. Um, just kidding. It's a little joke. I just have a little it's a little allergies. Um, so David Cross was talking about how because of the pandemic and how he can't do stand-up, he can't write any jokes or do anything because the only way that he writes jokes – he's like, I know comics that can like sit down and – you know, try to write jokes. And he goes, I've never been able to do that. I do it all on stage. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, that's so pretentious, right? Right. And we're a fan. I mean, we're, I think he's very funny. I I think he's very, very talented, but like, oh, that's so alt comedy. It's so, it's so nineties. It's also, I feel like, unless you're just a freaking genius, right? I don't want to hear all the germs of ideas that you've come up. Hey, uh, earlier mm-hmm. today, I had a thought about underwear. Yeah, like, I'm just I workshopping it. Yeah. I'm just workshopping it. No, I'm at the improv. I've just yes. paid $20 for a drink for a Diet Coke. I want to hear an actual joke that you wrote, that you finished. Also, some of his colleagues, his friends that like came up, you know, we call them classes. Like the, cl- I would say that like David Cross and Bob Odenger, like and uh, Patton, they were all sort of in the same class, that alt comedy class that came up together. Patton writes a joke. He'll write it down. He works on he, – oh, he yeah. doesn't – and then he'll do the same stuff. I've seen him – I saw John Mulaney do a joke that he'd already done on TV in his special in the SNL monologue. Which is like he's not even writing – I mean not only is he not pretending to be so cool that he has all new material. Right. Oh, like he can only do it on the fly? Yeah. That's really – wait. So what was David's point that now he can't write any jokes down because he's not – like he could do it on Zoom. 
He, he won't just, do a Zoom sh- No, he doesn't like that. <laughs> you know what was interesting though that you'll find interesting that was in his – in this interview was he mm-hmm. said that he'd had this thought a long time ago. He was talking about how you burn material, how if you do the joke, mm-hmm. which goes against what you're saying right now. In his mind, if you ever do the joke anywhere ever, it's burned. You can't ever do it again? That's He's how never he done a joke twice. That can't be true. No, I think he means like if you've done it on TV. Oh, yeah. I actually do agree with that. Show. I agree with that. Not yeah. on a show. But if you've done it on TV, I don't think you can – I don't think you can do it on TV again. I think you can do it right. on a show, but not right. – yeah. Although don't you kind of feel like in this day and age, uh, like there's so many different places to see people unless you're mm-hmm. a huge super fan that's just like, I'm going to watch every single thing that Fortune Feimster has ever done. <laughs> there are, are you- people that – there are those super fans for sure. But I mean that doesn't mean you don't – you can't repeat a joke. Right. But like I think we it's- might repeat a story tonight that we talked about tonight, today. Tonight's the night. <laughs> What if the rest of it and you're like, please, your producer comes in and is just like, hey, can we not sing? That's not – we're not we're not bored AF. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, yes. So, so he – OK. So David Cross said that um, – which I just thought was interesting that he had had this thought like what if he did an encore that was just all jokes that he'd already done or then he had this thought that like what if he did in his encore – covers of other people's <laughs> jokes which he got really into the idea of briefly like oh that would be so funny like but then when he really got to thinking about it he was like that's not that can't work because <laughs> that actually just, makes me like him that's actually pretty funny right like yeah. he's like oh i'll just do like a bill burr joke and it's like no you can't really do that that would just be weird can i share that you do people know your personal david cross that you guys went on a couple dates uh, did I, I've talked about that before, right? I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Are you, now, did I make it weird? <laughs> that was, it was so long ago and I, I know I told the story on him, but it was years ago. Mm. Okay. So very briefly, like <laughs> I do anything briefly. Listen, we got two hours to kill. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was years ago. I was a comedian and this is, this is actually within an, an another story where, I used to be have horrible stage fright. You know that about I me. I did know that about you. And it's so and she's such a brilliant stand-up comic and I'm not just saying that because we're sitting in this covid room together. I you really are. So I mean Aww. I think the best comics actually do are this are have the stage fright. I would get just so I mean the nerves were yeah. so bad. In fact, I've talked to Lynette about this because whenever – even years ago, I had to go do some live thing and Lynette was mm-hmm. having to talk me down from being so nervous and oh. told me some of the tricks that like Adam used to use. But I don't remember. I but wish I knew those tricks. OK. I, I, I don't have any tricks, which is why I had to stop doing stand-up. stand-up. Did you yeah. throw up or anything? I didn't throw up. I just – I got so – it's weird. I just got very anxious, like almost mm-hmm. panic attack. You're like anxious. pacing. I told you one time I was doing the improv. And I was on a show with Bill Maher and he was so nervous that he threw up in the hallway of the improv. Bill Maher? Yes. It was like it was like in two, it none of it made sense. He was already people it was knew like in he 2017. Was. It was like okay, 2003. I mean, he was famous enough. He already had a show. 
He threw up. Really? It was really gross. Do you think he just ate something at the bar? Oh, it didn't even occur to me that it was like food poisoning. No, he was nervous. He was sweating and pacing and he kept changing his spot. People like he he was supposed to go first and he made somebody else go first. It was a whole thing. He was really scared. And Larry David used to do that too. I don't know if he threw up, but he would cancel. He would We'd be on the same Luna Park shows and he would cancel because he was too scared to do it. Larry <sighs> David. Yeah, I used to – I mean, from the beginning, I got terrible stage fright. It took me two years to work up the nerve to like Aww. do stand up. And once I had a little act planned out mm-hmm. and would go to a club to do it, it took me a couple of years to just go, all right, I'm putting my name in. Oh, that's Because, so you know, sweet. open mic nights, you'd have to write down your name and it would usually be a lottery. Mm-hmm. So you'd be surprised <gasps> if you were picked. That's even the worst. That's worse because you're sitting there. Wait- and then you have to sit through all these other acts. Wait, so what happened? You were saying. Something about David. The first time I ever did stand up, I I drank like six rum and cokes, <laughs> and I and I was so nervous that I was sober. Like, has that ever happened? to yes, you? Yes, it doesn't work. It didn't. I didn't. It feel doesn't take any different. Yes, I've had that. I've had that on dates recently, where I'm like, I'm going to need a lot of champagne for this, and then it just doesn't take. Like I yes six later, but okay. So you did so a show. I did a show at this place called the Comedy Isle in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Ever done that club? Mm-mm. So you would get booked for a week. So I got booked for this week and they were taping the show called John Biner's The Something Something of Comedy, the John Biner Comedy <laughs> Hour or something. You know. But they were going to be doing this live – this TV taping. Mm-hmm. But they were going to have me warm up the crowd. Oh, my god. But I didn't know it was like warm up. I thought I was going to be the opening act on the nights they weren't doing the show or I was going to go up and then later the comics would go up. I thought I was just doing a set. I didn't know I was doing warm up. Oh, my God. No. So I so in fact, the first night I walked out, I got there and it was all lit up like it was just full on looked like daytime and I cameras everywhere and I'd never been on TV before and I wasn't going to be on TV, but it felt like I was mm-hmm. going to be on TV. I'd only been doing stand-up a couple of years and I already had my horrible stage fright. So I got so tense. Like my stu- – I mean I felt so uh, – you know that feeling where I felt like I was in really high altitude where yeah. I just couldn't think? You were lightheaded. I was lightheaded and Sorry. I couldn't think of my act. Right. So every time oh. I tried to think like, OK, what's my opening line? What's my opening line? Like I'd my mind would be blank. So I finally – but usually even though you're nervous, Mm -hmm. once you get out there – It kicks in. It kicks in and you feel better. This particular time, it did not kick in. (laughs) I had had like 15 beers, (laughs) which is a good indication of why I don't drink anymore. I just kept drinking because I was hoping I would feel better and I didn't and I got out there and I I told a joke. I did remember my opening line. What was your – do you remember it now? Do not remember. But after I ha- told a couple of jokes, I started a joke and then I couldn't remember how it um. how it ended. So I just sort of trailed off. <laughs> just wandered, like skulked yeah, off the it stage. it was like, you know, when a soap operas, uh, <laughs> when a character leaves a soap opera and they'll they'll replace them with a different actor and not tell you, not let, not let you know. Never they'll just say the, the character of so-and-so will now be played by this person. Then I couldn't remember – Oh my god. That's a well, great the premise. The joke was that 
what if I wish they would do this in real life? Like if your my boyfriend broke up with me, they would just I would just get a new one, a new cuter one, and they'd be like the part of Stephanie's boyfriend. Now I'll be played by Tom Brad Cruise. Pitt. Or, That's yeah. such a good joke. That was the joke, but I couldn't remember the joke part. So I just told the setup. <laughs> You're just like you know on Days of Our Lives, like Roman just became John Black and then Roman again. Like there's very small audiences gonna understand what I'm talking about, but it's such a good premise. Yeah. Okay, so, so was David Cross there? So David Cross was performing on John Biner's whatever that show is and he didn't he didn't see me mm-hmm. thank god eat it i had such a bad set and then they were telling me to stretch there was like a producer in the background telling me to do more oh i thought you meant stretch literally stretch like stretch out yeah, that's like what- <laughs> do calisthenics i swear no they were telling me to keep going mm-hmm. and i was like bitch i don't have any more material <laughs> i didn't even i can't even remember the material i have what are you are you insane? And I was looking at them with pure panic in my eyes like, no, I can't. And then oh. somebody in the audience was like, oh, she's really nervous. Oh, you actually heard someone? Yes. That's how quiet it was? Yes. Oh, no. She's very nervous. Yeah. So I remember that night and then another night. Uh, <laughs> so then David Cross was there. Mm-hmm. So David Cross did his set and he was really funny. He's so funny. No question. Very And funny. they were really kind of hacky comedians mm-hmm. in general, like not good comedians. So when I saw David Cross, I was like, what did I just see? Like he's so funny. And his manager was Rick Messina mm-hmm. at the time who was also there. <laughs> and I think I was Buddying up with Rick, Rick Messina because I don't know. I think I knew him from somewhere, and we all I knew was Rick like, Messina from somewhere. Yeah, and I said, "Oh my god, David Cross is so funny!" And he was like, "Oh, do you want to meet him?" I was like, "Of course." <laughs> so then we all went and hung out at like a bar next door or whatever, and I sat and talked to him. Now I did not think he was cute, but there's something that becomes cute if even if it's not your type. If they're so funny, they it doesn't you don't see it anymore, right? Mm, but he didn't like have. I didn't think he had any shoulders. Like he, <gasps> you know when that? Yes, you know what I mean? yes. He didn't like have a grandpa. Any sh- grandpa yeah. shoulders. Yes, grandpa shoulders. It's he a grandpa thing. Shoulders. Like all sloopy, yes. sloopy, sloop, sloopy, sloopy. Is it sloopy or sloopy, Kaylin? Producer. Slopey. Slopey. <laughs> he said it with such like authority. Like even though I know that yeah. you really – it could go either way. It just I like that. Yeah. He had grandpa's shoulders. Yes. Little, thin and kind of slow – and kind of cur- curled forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you made love to him anyway. I did. Sweet, sweet love. <laughs> the sweetest love. Now what <laughs> happened is oh. – what happened? People are going to remember this story who – longtime listeners will remember – and our Board AF listeners will recall <laughs> that I went – so, OK. So he was flirting with me. Mm-hmm, and of course. I was excited because I did think he was super funny and I – and he had not seen me do stand-up, mm-hmm. thank God. Mm-hmm. And we're talking and he's asking me who I know and I think I said I knew Janine Garofalo mm-hmm. who later I found out he asked Janine about me and Janine <laughs> paid me the highest compliment I guess she could pay another comedian at, at the time who she didn't know, who wasn't Karen Kilgariff, mm-hmm. she said, well, she's not a hack. That is the highest compliment. I know. And coming okay. from Janine, that's that's pretty good. I know it was. So, so I guess I gave him my number, get back into LA, and he calls me and he asks me out and I said, okay. I was going to go to lunch with him. Mm-hmm. He was staying at Janine Garofalo's house. 
So I go to Jeannie Garofalo's house to pick him up or we were going to – she lived off of Melrose and we were going to go walk around on Melrose. So I get to their house. This is how long ago it was. The show – there was a brand new show on TV, on MTV. Was it it Ben Stiller? called The Real World. It was the brand new Real World? The first? Yes. That is how long ago it was. So if you want to Google the first – what was the first one? The New first York? season was New York. And then LA and then San Francisco. With okay. Rachel mm-hmm. and Heather. I mean, it's the kind rapper. of. I watched until like probably two years ago. And Eric, I, the cute yes. one that ended up being like on the grind or whatever. On the grind. The grind, the the show. He was like the host. Oh, of the, yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. So, so <laughs> it's on TV and both David and Janine are being too cool for school. Like that you even I showed was up. Like, Look at how cool this is. <laughs> I was so smitten with reality TV mm. from minute one of Same. the first reality show ever. I was like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> this is am- – it's just people that's real and they're just in a house like, what? And they were they were like, hmm. Ah. Yeah, not – they were not like impressed by it. So oh. then David and I went to lunch and we had like – we were talking and it was kind of nice but he was super judgmental of no. people. No. No. David Cross? You've got to be kidding. No way. Yeah, he was like, oh, that person sucks and this person's a <laughs> hack and that person. And I was like, oh. And then he told me that Janine had said that I wasn't a hack. And I was like, okay. But I was <laughs> I was like, he's ne- I can't ever have him see me do stand-up. Right. Then we wa- walked down the street to – I think it was Aaron's Records at the time. Mm-hmm. It was a used record store. That but Highland, it was on Highlands. set tapes. Yes. I remember time. Aaron's very well. Yeah. So I – I found this tape of an artist that I loved when I was a kid that no one will have ever heard of, but it was Janice Ian mm-hmm. and the song that I, I loved the song at 17. Do you remember that song, Kaylin? <laughs> uh, no, I do not. I learned the truth at 17. <laughs> the love was meant for beauty queens. You know it. Small town girls with... Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. No. So my mom used to love this album and I listened to it all the time and I loved all the songs on it. And I was like, oh my God, it's Janice Ian. I, you know, it was like 99 cents. And I'll never forget how he was so turned off. He was just like, what? <laughs> what? Janice Ian? He's like, no, no. I'm going to, here. And then he got me the Cave Dogs, which was, I guess, some band from Boston. Because I think he was from Boston. I don't know. I feel like he was not from Boston. And he made me. He made me buy this. Or he didn't even buy it for you. I don't know. But so then (laughs) he just makes you buy. He pulls out like fifteen CDs or tapes or whatever, and he's like, "All right." And then you're just waiting for him to pull out a credit card. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And it's like two hundred dollars. Yeah. And they're like, and he's like, "Well, do you want to be cool or don't you?" Do you remember that joke that we used to have? I think it was based on this story where it was like the people – it's just always these ridiculous – hey, uh, what are you doing tonight? Uh, The Red Elvises are playing at like 1245. (laughs) 1245, yeah. Or like it was always downtown before even they even tried to make downtown Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like the Red Elvises and then they're like – I mean they used to be the Beach Bongos, you know. (laughs) It's just like the drummer from the – like you don't know any of these bands. It was always started at midnight. Right. 
Like yeah. even in my 20s, I didn't want to do that. No, me neither. Oh, I could see. I no, could see. I'd be like, well, is Kenny Loggins <laughs> playing anywhere? <laughs> well, that's you. Doing his danger zone. You would have your yacht rock. And for me, it would be like, will Ani DeFranco be making an appearance? <laughs> well, I love that too. That's true. I loved hip hop. I loved Danny DeFranco. You're open. You were open. You just you weren't a snob. I was. I was not a snob, right. and I was. Gr- I grew up on like top forty music, mm-hmm. and and but my parents liked cool music, and they listened to lots of stuff that was like folky stuff. Yeah. But he was not down with it. He wanted me to own the Cave Dogs, which I never <laughs> listened to. I think I smashed it. I was really mad. And then the 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 end of this story is just that. So nothing happened and you, you know, didn't make love, sweet love. We made sweet love. I just don't count that. <laughs> what as- if I really said it like that? What if that's really how I talked? We made sweet love. Uh, I gave him a blow. No, I nothing happened. Did you? We, no. No. You didn't even kiss? No. Okay. No. So I he goes home and that's it. So I see Janine. I don't remember if so I see Janine at the improv like I don't know, a little while later mm-hmm. and she's like, "Can I talk to you?" <laughs> Cecily's face impressed that Janine Garofalo talked to me in the 90s. Like pulls you aside. Can I talk to you? Yeah, she did. She was like, can I talk to you? And I, I was like, oh, am I in trouble? Did I steal a joke? Um, and she's like, listen, um, listen, David really liked you. Liked? Like? But what? But the reason he didn't – do you want to know why he didn't kiss you? <gasps> what the fuck? And I was can like, I say fuck? Yeah. And Sorry. I said – okay. Uh, I don't. I mean, sure. Like, what? Why? First of all, I was like <laughs> gross. I didn't want to be kissing him anyway, but I was relieved. She said, "Why he didn't kiss you?" She's like, "Do you want to know why he didn't kiss you?" And I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "He was really intimidated." Oh, yeah, he so he really likes, wanted he did to but like he, you. Yeah, but never called me again, or maybe called me like one other time, and we never went out again. What a weird go between. What a why? weird. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. I love, I had never heard that part of it where Janine, do you want to know why he didn't kiss you? Because he loves you so much. Yeah. He so loves you that he feels like if he ever kissed you even once, he'd have to marry you and then you'd be married and have babies. What and if he's he not ready? Him, he's though, just not ready. What if he had been the best? No. no. <laughs> the look on 70s face. I mean, he might have been. Well, who's he married, married to? Amber, Amber Tamblin? Yes. Who's like, what, 18? She just turned 17. <laughs> But they have an agreement and it's fine. And if it works for them. No, but she's actually like a girl's girl, uh, very feminine, like pro women. She puts him in his place. She They got into Twitter, like a public Twitter fight a couple years ago because he – I don't remember what it was. But she she was not – he was going against one of like the Me Too stories or he was, he was upset about – and she's like, oh, no, no. You're going to listen now. I mean it was great. And he re – and he was like, well, this is from my wife. And I think he's become a better guy for this. I think she's pretty cool. Yeah, and listen, I he wasn't a bad guy. He loved he with. loved you so much that he, he couldn't. Did. Kiss he really you. loved me, and he was a fan <laughs> of my comedy. What if it just keeps changing? He was a very big fan of my comedy. He was a a patron well, of my another comedy. guy. I don't know if that bright light means you're supposed to do another. When he put the light brighter, does that mean something? That doesn't mean something. Like there was no like code just now, right? No. Did that? Did I just imagine that the lights blinked or something? He would. If he wanted us to do an ad, he would just say do an ad. But I think he does want us to do an ad. He's waving. Okay. So, see, but I guess got what? it. Guess what? The ad that we're going to do is something I love. Are you familiar with Tommy John? I've heard of Tommy John. Tommy John is the softest, most comfortable. Well, they have everything. They have loungewear. Mm-hmm. I live in their <laughs> lounge pants. And not just because it's COVID. I would wear their lounge pants in non-COVID times. But during COVID times, you're going to want to wear – 
a bra that's really soft and mm-hmm. flexible and like feels like a second skin, which is why their bras are actually called second skin bras. And you're just going to want to have some nice mm-hmm. silkyish lounge pants to lounge in. Um, and listen, there's no risk with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now to make sure your gifts arrive by the holidays. Go to TommyJohn.com slash FCOL for 20% off site-wide. Get 20% off for a limited time only at TommyJohn.com slash FCOL. TommyJohn.com slash FCOL. See site for details. I swear by their stuff. I think it makes great holiday Mm -hmm. presents, so go for it. And also, let's hear about OxyClean. Hey, we want to tell you about somebody new to us, OxyClean. Mm-hmm. So listen, I've already been using this product. Me too. I'm going to tell you why. Because Penelope, who you may also know as my dog, my terrier, uh-huh. sleeps on our bed. And I know yes, Phil sleeps on your bed. Yes, Phil sleeps on mine. Yeah, and guess what? The sheets and the duvet cover get stinky. Uh-huh. Starts to smell like a wet dog on my bed. It really does. And I got to tell you, regular laundry detergent doesn't always rid you of the no. smells and leave your clothes smelling really fresh and leave your bedding smelling fresh. I will tell you, my daughter will know if if something is ours instead of one of her friends in a pile of clothes because she loves the smell of yes. our clothing. yes. I've used OxyClean odor blasters for all these problems. That's right. Me too. And more on a regular basis. And my family thanks me for it. Right. It helps kill smells of like sweat. And we Mm -hmm. both have teenage boys. Yes. You know how stuff can get stanky and musty. Mm -hmm. And also the kids are using the towels every day. Oh my God. And then leaving them outside. And then they end up smelling like, yes, yes. So you need busy households like us with all this going on need OxyClean. It's a great product. Uh, you got to try OxyClean odor blasters for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to OxyClean.com slash try me and order a free sample. That's OxyClean.com slash T-R-Y-M-E for a free odor blaster sample while supplies last. What else you got to lose? It's free for God's sakes. <laughs> and we are back. So Cecily, tell me about like a comedian you've dated. <laughs> well, funny that you ask Stephanie, old friend <laughs> Stephanie, who knows all my stories. But one of the comedians that we both dated. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to go so into this because I know we got a little obsessed on <clears throat> Board AF with our obsession with what well, we call him. Should we say Pug? Pug, Pug Benson? We, Pug Penson. Oh, right, Pug Penson. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. So you're telling that story about David and, and we're not talking shit or anything. It was just the point was that he, you didn't feel like he thought you were fun, that you could be cool enough or funny enough. I was enough. never going to be cool right. enough to be in their world. Well, I felt that way when I was – so I dated Pug a little bit after you. Right. Pug Penson. Right. 420 Pug Penson. <laughs> <laughs> and and P.S. – this was a long time. I, I want him to know. Like, this was a really long time ago. Like, Kaylin, this, this was not recently. This was like four <laughs> and a half years ago. It was before Trump got elected, but not that like, well before. Like t- 20, 20 years for was me. It? Well, for me, and then I you thought we're shaving all the. Oh yeah, like yeah, a year and a half ago. <laughs> but I remember one time, like he saw me do stand up and just said nothing after us, and it was a good set. I felt like people laughed. I felt good about it. Is well, it the- I will say Cecily is super funny comedian. You don't have to say that. Yes, really funny. Um, Thanks. R- kills. Every time I've seen you, 
every you had time. A great set and not not a hack. <laughs> That's the best thing. Well, Pug Penson didn't agree with you, I guess, because I remember like fishing for compliments one time because we ended up hanging out for some time, like almost a year, but not ever, you know, labeled or anything. And one time I was so like, he would never say you're my girlfriend. No, no. But I mean, we'd go on dates and sleep over and stuff. But I remember one time going, give me two compliments. I know. I just remember this so well. And I was like, give me two. There's got to be two. Good, and I want you to really think about it. And these were his two compliments. He goes, you're real smart and you're white hot. Well, I don't know what white hot meant. He did not mean that in a racist way. It just like it was a term that people were using at the time, like red hot, but like white hot is hotter than red. Hotter than red hot? Yeah. It's like. Okay, so that's a compliment. Yeah, but he didn't say I was funny and it hurt my feelings. And I, I think I kept saying like, yeah, but what else then also? And he's like, you're real smart and you're hot. So we've decided through many conversations that it doesn't seem as important to men mm-hmm. that women be funny. Well, but women really like a guy who's funny. Yeah. Or lesbian women also probably like a woman who's funny. Well, I don't know about but all that. But then does the other woman also want a woman? Yeah, probably probably women in general, want lesbian somebody or not, who's hot or who's funny. Who's funny. I don't know. I can't I can't speak to that. I can just say that it is definitely like I was recently, as you know, I went out with this comedy writer who I thought was hilarious and was overlooking a lot of shit just because he was so funny. Right. But he wouldn't say he'd done sort of a deep dive on me and he was like, I watched your stand up. It was good. Like he said it like that. It was like it went up. It was like it was good. And I felt so judged. I felt so like I know what we know what that sound means when your voice goes up. Yeah, it was fine. Well, that goes along with when people – when you do stand-up and somebody goes, how do you feel? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We used to have – there were so many – okay, here's one. Like, So you do a set. It's not very good. Your friends don't know what to say to you. So they just go, they were really listening. (laughs) They, You had them engaged. And they're going to think – yeah, I think about this later. Yeah. It's gonna it was hit really them. quiet in it was a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Like people were really like pondering what you it was good. That yeah. or they, yeah. no, you never say it was or good. Or they go, How do you feel? Yeah. Because <laughs> they want to gauge how you if so that if you say, I thought it went great, they'd be like, It did. <laughs> but if you go, Oh, it wasn't very good, they'd be like, No, no, no. I thought you did great. Why would anyone and people did say that? Why would anyone start a compliment? It was like, how do you feel? You just or just, they go. I thought you were funny. Oh, uh, yeah. I, well, I thought you were funny. Yeah. Didn't someone say that to us? Well, I feel like we had a friend. Oh, that yeah. Said that. Oh, I've had that said to me a million times. Well, I thought you were funny. Yeah. That, you'll get them. You know what? It's, <laughs> oh, I've had so many people. Well, it's especially people like in the industry, agents and stuff. Just like you know, you just got to work on the rhythm. Remember the guy? There was this junior. It was some management company. It was kind of a big. It might have been Rick Messina's. It was something big. Right. And one of the like junior assistants who was like scouting. There are all these crazy improv talent scouts that right. were just five years old. Right. And one of them goes, he was like, that was good. But here's, he goes, I want your rhythm to be like that. He goes, right now you're doing, but da 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 da. And I need it to be, ba 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 ba, punchline. <laughs> and I was like, I am not hearing the difference. <laughs> I don't know how to change. I don't know how to incorporate that note. Ba ba da ba 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 ba. Or they'd be like, I really like your point of view. <laughs> yes. That but what's your persona? Oh, my. And you'd go like, oh. oh. So your point of view is single girl. Like yes. Young it was always like out city. on the town. Yeah. So what else? And I'd be like, well, that's it. But what's your persona? <laughs> One time in Montreal, they were uh, somebody was like, what would your show be? Like, what's the name of your show? I was like, uh, getting to nobler. <laughs> <laughs> and the 
then they're like, okay, but what is that? What is getting to? I'm like, well, that's it. There's nothing. You just get. In, I'm just out and on the town, and I'm never gonna land a guy. It's just every other thing, <laughs> right? Right. Which actually is so what, what happened. Yeah. What? So recently, didn't you have a a bumble? I have the best bumble date story that I. I almost want to say. I almost feel like we should save it for next show. <laughs> it's so good. Do you think people is now the time? I think now's the time, right? Yeah, we're asking. I mean, how Kaylin's much? Okay, like, I don't know. Unless you want to <sighs> save it for Friday, but tell us other bumble. Do you have another story? I mean, that's that's well. Here, I mean, what I so you broke up with somebody? Mm, what pre-pandemic? Or? Yeah, like right, sort of at the beginning of the pandemic. I'd been dating uh, someone who I'm still close to for a good five years. You know, kind of, and, uh, and then I. But just it decided, hadn't been good for a few years. It's right? not that it just hadn't been what a been. what a relation. It hadn't been. It was not like it had just kind of fizzled out, and we both knew it. And you know, other stuff had happened, so you just kind of hang. I am a hanger honor. I will hang to the end. And right. any so, are you the kind of girl uh, that if you can't be broken up with? Oh. And I'll tell people that – like I know that you're trying to be a jerk, like an asshole so that I break up with you and you'll just say the worst things. But I'm still not going to – I'll just be like, oh, you're grumpy today. <laughs> like I just won't do it and I know what's happening. Um, but so this was kind of a mutual thing and I just – I waited a couple months and I was like, all right. I know it's a pandemic but I mean I, I'd like to you know find my person. So yeah, I went on Bumble which I was told was like the gentlest. It's not like Tinder where there's a lot of like – you wanna, you wanna come over and <laughs> that's right. my boy voice. Right. You wanna come over? What, Kaylin? Have you done some dating apps? Um, I tried those. Mm, they're hard. Once or twice. Mm-hmm. They're. I'm pretty sure they're exactly the same thing, though. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It, the only difference is with Bumble. Uh, is it the girl has to yeah. message first, and Tinder's? I mean, it could be either way. Tinder's but just like a—they're pretty much the same thing. Yeah, well, Tinder's got a, so Bumble is a little bit more relationship oriented, suppose, okay. supposedly. And um, if you match, if you both swipe right on somebody, then mm-hmm. yeah, the woman has twenty four hours to reach out first, which is kind of cool because you're not bombarded with all these messages, and you can really take your time looking at their thing again, their profile, and so. Um, so when you look at a profile on Bumble. Mm-hmm. And you see a guy and you're like, oh, I want to see more. Right. I guess. Here's where – yeah. So you <clears throat> Then look, you have to hit something that says I match with this person and then you have to wait and see if they match back. Yeah. You swipe right. You swipe. OK. Left, right, which that took me a while. I was like – then I was just doing it wrong every time and I'm like, right. oh, no, this guy. <laughs> but my weird thing is – and that's not even – usually it's kind of based on the picture first. But sometimes even if they're not like that, you kind of just look. You, maybe they're hilarious like that happened to me one time. The guy wasn't – that cute, but I was like, "Oh, really funny." And okay, yes, that um, didn't turn out well. <laughs> anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Right? Someone right. had a joke about that. I was like, "You can get fucked over by a hot jock just as easily as you can by like a comedy writer nerd." So just go for the jock. Right. <laughs> if they're both right. going to end up being like total jerks, I fully agree with that. <laughs> Take the Jake Ryan. Right. Yeah. That was a 16 Candles reference. Of course. For you. Um, but yeah, and then some of my little – my deal – I hate the word deal breaker, but some of my – like if they have a bunch of emojis, a lot of guys will try to tell their story with emojis and that's a no. That's a left. Right. So that's left is no. bad. Left is bad. See, now why – how do left-handed people get hurt? Why is left always like the odd thing? Oh, like, that's Like right is the better way. 
You know, okay, whatever, whatever. Emojis. So you don't like emojis. Mm -hmm. I don't either. But this is funny that you should say this because Bonnie McFarlane and I were talking about this. So I early, early emoji, early on with emojis, Mm -hmm. I was like, that is, I hate emojis. I don't want to, don't give me, first of all, I hate emojis. I don't like LOL. I don't Mm -hmm. like any of that. Oh, LOL is a big one too. Yeah. Fun of it. Right. Right. But as a mom, mm-hmm. I found that dealing with other moms, a lot of them can be very humorless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you can't be dry or deadpan or joke around really without a million like LOLs, like just kidding, cry laughing emoji. Like you have, like I've learned over the years that I have to add those in now to sort of like. Oh, hey, who's going to pick up? Cry laughing emoji. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. I will use an emoji. I actually like an emoji. Like, first of all, an ironic emoji. I use the saxophone emoji a lot (laughs) for no reason, just in the middle of a sentence. I'm big in that way. But these guys are using them in like they're being like their LOLs are for real. Right. And they'll right. just say one guy, or you you match with someone, you get real excited because they're kind of funny. They're kind, of, and then the first message is like, "Hey, Cecily, uh, LOL, why are what? you laughing out loud with the Hey Cecily?" And then yeah. Hey, crazy twenty twenty, LOL. And it's like, okay, so you're just laughing out loud. Right. I don't even have anything to do with this. You're just you're right. laughing about right. something else. About twenty twenty. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But I I do understand the thing of like needing to be a little extra with some people because if if people are flat with me, if I get a text that has no like exclamation mark or heart, I think they're mad at me. But did I tell you that my my kids told me that it's you cannot put exclamation marks in like why i play this game among us right caitlin have you gotten turned on to it have you started it uh, i have not okay well it's this game that that we've all talked about on this show because a lot of the kids are playing it what's the game it's called among us and it's basically this online game where um you're on a spaceship and there's 10 players and you can just go onto any server i'll show it to you after i'm game. in and you have to try you you might be the imposter Mm. Or you might be just a crewmate. And if you're the imposter, you can go around killing people. But if you're the crewmate, you have to do all these little tasks. It's really fun and kind of mindless. So it's like the mole. You have to figure out who the mole is. Yes. Okay. And then there's a little chat section where where you only have a few seconds to do it, but Mm -hmm. where you you accuse people. Of being suspect. And if you do say, is anyone sus? Like, did anyone see anyone near the body or, you know, you report dead bodies Mm -hmm. and then you all have a discussion and then you kick someone off. Whoever you think did it, you kick them off. There's a kickoff round every time. But my kids told me, but I would go on there and be like, any sus question mark or uh or I think purple did it exclamation point and Sadie was like mom no why I know I was like why I said the same thing and she's like you can't put exclamation points everyone will know you're old like nobody but does that's okay that to be old I know but, but I, she also said it's very suspect like people are <laughs> that's just what like, I thought you were what? gonna say you don't my friend Chris who's a really really good friend of mine he's like a I don't know the word we should come up with a term for this like a, a flat texture there's a better name for it but like every time I'll just say okay I'm going to be a dry texture yeah dry texture I'm just like I'm going to be 5 minutes late to coffee or whatever and he just okay it's the k that just kills my soul and it's like you mean okay with like a dancing or lady or kk or yeah, KK. But or, if you put KK, which my mm, dot my kids do a lot, mm-hmm. you have to be so careful that you don't put the third K. <laughs> That's fair. But do you know what I mean? Does that so you're tougher than me? So that doesn't bug you if someone just writes K. No, I would rather see a KK or mm-hmm. a OK or just a heart. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, 
or but an not, NP or an NP. What's oh no problem. That yeah. eh, that's better than a K. But you know what? They were just talking about this on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, the two thumbs up? No, one thumbs up. You know, so now you can do that thing where someone says something and you can either heart it or thumbs up it or thumbs down it or whatever. You don't have right. to write anything. You just – but like – Oh, you can like their text. Yeah, you basically you thumbs up their, their text. text. But yes. that bugs me too. If I get a thumbs up for a text and not a heart, it bothers me and I don't know why. And now I do because according to Real Housewives, it's, a, it's and an if you're, if you're dating somebody or – but if somebody puts too many of those, then you do – then no, right, uh, left swipe. If they – well, yeah. If they put emo- – if it's full emojis though, it's like – oh, this other thing that people do. I don't know if women do this, but guys on these dating sites, they want to sh- tell you every city they've ever lived in, which is like <laughs> – so they'll do this thing or they'll be like LA and then they'll – an arrow to New York to Salt Lake, back to LA. And it's like who gives a shit? <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. And then that's a swipe no. Automatically right. swipe right. no because right. it's like – Too many cities. Too many cities. But like why would you think that's interesting to me? Right. I mean, I guess it is to some people. Maybe some people relate. They go, oh, I see my city in there. But it's not like I'm from Dallas originally. But I, right. if I saw Dallas, I'm you like, don't oh. Go Dallas to Waco to Wa- yeah, Waco to yeah. Dallas to LA. And then I just show a plane emoji. Visit. What if there's one just for visiting? Here, <laughs> well, well, Arrow for three days. Just a little. It's literally like 5,000 <laughs> emojis and then it just cuts off. Back to a beautiful mind <laughs> board behind you with like equations. It's like, wait a minute. I'm pacing. I'm like, wait a minute. I went to Reno that one time. So I should put Reno in there. Yeah. It's like nobody yeah. cares about was itinerary. <laughs> it's such a weird – but it's why I'm single because I'm so weird about those kinds of things. Like I shouldn't care if they want to put all the cities they've Why I'm to. single – so mm. Friday's episode, let's get into it. Let's oh, get into yeah. your Bumble story and lots more and more dating stories. Oh, yeah, uh, please. But before we go, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet <laughs> it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to geico.com. Get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. And before we fully wrap, we have some business shout outs for Patreon. And one of them, okay, so we have Kathy Friend, who is a friend. Mm -hmm. If you have a friend who's super fashionable, it's Kathy Friend. Mm. Kathy Friend is going to help you with your style. So if you're stuck, even if you're stuck at home, you go on a Zoom. Maybe you need a new statement necklace. I don't know what you need mm-hmm. to spruce up your look, but Kathy Friend can help. Go to kathyfriend.com and sign up for a virtual one-on-one session and you can get her ebook on style and it's super great. Also, we have a new one, somebody you're familiar with, and it's Basic Becky. Oh, I love Basic Becky. Yeah, so she's – Becky Barris. Yes, so if you go to justbasicbecky.com, you can find all of Becky's – so listen, she does T-shirts mm-hmm. as we know and that love. That are super soft and but cute. you know what she's doing for the holidays which make a fabulous gift? Blankets. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Blankets and throws and cozy mm-hmm. stuff. And you can have pictures on it or sayings on it or whatever you want. Go check out her stuff. She's got so many holiday things. Um, here's a couple of – T-shirts that I thought were cute. One is has a picture of Santa and it says, there's some hoes in this house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need it. Where my hoes at? Surprise, I'm drinking. That's always a funny one. <laughs> Not for me, but Mm-mm. for someone in your yeah, life. Yeah, that would be really weird if you showed up with that. Yeah. Uh, and a Dunky Junkie, which has the um, Dunkin' Donuts. 
cute. Logo oh, I thought it was like a Dunkelman thing. That would no. be weird. Okay. Also, uh, Laura Hughes has an Etsy shop. We're talking all like stuff to shop. Mm-hmm. She has an Etsy shop called Violet Lane Creative. That's uh, violetlanecreative.etsy.com where she's got home decor, posters, and COVID-themed Christmas ornaments, which I have to get my hands on, and gift tags. And she is just wanting some fellow FCOLers to check out her shop. So please do it. Also, the Bittersweet Life podcast. If you've ever lived overseas or dreamed of moving abroad, you'll love this show. Now, you love England. Mm -hmm. But these people, one of them, uh, both of them have lived in Italy um, but they're like big on talking about traveling mm-hmm. and just changing your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like they might motivate you to make a big life change. So check them out, the Bittersweet Life podcast. Um, and Jennifer Moncada is Preppy Prodigy. They have personalized school and office supplies. They she does pencils, stickers, address labels, thank you cards, everything you need for the holidays and for all this damn homeschooling to make your, you know, enrich your kids' exhibit at home. That's Preppy Prodigy. Um, Also, speaking of schooling at home, if you're noticing that your kid is kind of struggling a little bit um, and you don't know what to do and you want to see if you could get them diagnosed with something, um, Rachel Cap. She has an educational therapy group. They will work one-on-one with students who are struggling. Um, check her out at cap, K-A-P-P, edtherapy.com or check out her Learn Smarter podcast. And how about one more? Um, Michaela Brennan. We have some people on our podcast, Cecily, who just use their shout out mm-hmm. just for good. Oh, and cool. one of them is Michaela Brennan, and she wants to bring attention to the LGBT Bar Association and Foundation, and they have made it their mission to argue cases against LGBTQ panic defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, which that's I so love. cool yeah. that they would use. I mean, that's really yeah. Nice. So go to lgbtbar.org dot mm-hmm. org and help out today. And that's it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Cecily, so much for coming in to help me today. And I can't wait for you to be doing more on Friday. Thank you, Kaylin. Thank you. Okay, you're a parent now. Don't F it up.